Hi everyone, it's Bert from Season Gaming and welcome to this week's BitCast. I'm joined as usual with Ains and Dan. We don't have too much news for you this week. It's kind of that weird week in December where we're getting ready for the holidays, but we do have a couple things we're gonna go over. We have the fun name that game, and then we have the on the spot question, which I'm looking forward to ask these guys before the holidays. Now we are in the middle week of December, so next week and the week after that will be kind of an interesting scheduled recording because of the holidays, but we'll still get the BitCast out to you. We're gonna go ahead and start the news this week. Like I said, not too many items this week, but we did wanna go over a few of them. One of our favorite characters, Geralt, is coming to Monster Hunter. So Ains, I know you're a big Monster Hunter fan. Are you gonna be buying the game now or are you still avoiding it? What are you doing? Yeah, no, still avoiding. Um, I, I just can't get into that franchise. I know people love it. I know it's one of those really um, beloved franchises that people put a ton of time into, but I've tried to get into it several times. I was in the beta for Monster Hunter World, um, played it after release briefly, and I just it's just not me. Um, but this is cool. I think um, of all the kind of cross-licensing things we've seen lately, this is a real good fit because, I mean, Geralt and Monster Hunting, that's what he does. So this is pretty cool. I hope it's not just a skin, but they give him, like, his abilities and his signs and certain things. I, I don't know if any video have been released of this yet, has it? Yeah, there has been a little bit of video, mainly like the Monster Hunter trailer stuff in there. I think there's a quick shot of Geralt in it. Um, but kind of they, they've added a few characters from different um, franchises, and they do have kind of their own type of uh, character, not really a skin. So that, that's kind of a cool thing. Hmm. I mean, it, it basically boils down to a skin, though. I, I played with Aloy, and while it's cool, her it's really she's really underleveled after you get to a certain point. So it, it's nice to use her, you know, when you can, but at the, you know, at, at one point in the game, it just becomes where, you know, you can't really level up her, um, her weapons and armor as well as you could your own stuff. So while this is awesome and I'll probably jump back in and play a little bit as him, I, I'd like to see how they implemented it. If he, if he's implemented for like the higher level stuff, great. If not, I'll probably just continue to use my own stuff, you know, at this point. So. Mm. It'd be yeah, cool no, to play co-op with Aloy and Geralt. Yeah, <laughs> that would that'd be interesting. It, it, it does have his uh, same voice actor, too, I believe. So with all the stuff that is in there, that's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, and they also didn't give us a firm date on when he's going to be actually in the game. They've only told us early 2019. So um, I'm not sure what that is. They have also kind of announced a new DLC coming called Iceborne. That is also not a firm date. They simply told us that that is going to be fall of 2019. So obviously a little bit later. But uh, Geralt has been kind of shared all over the universes lately. He was in Soul Calibur, which was kind of a, a neat thing. We got to play with him at E3. Uh, yeah. That was kind of fun. But um, I don't know. It's kind of I'm, I'm glad CD Projekt Red is kind of sharing that license around a little bit to see him kind of come to other games. Yeah, and I think that's partially due to the fact that so many people are begging for more Witcher content and they're not actually working on a Witcher game right now. So at least we get to see him in other areas. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, Dan, did you play Soul Calibur at all? I know we've we've touched huh. on it a few times. Me and Ains aren't the biggest Soul Calibur fans anymore, but yeah. I know you play almost everything. So did you play I that? Do. Um, yeah, I did. And it's, that's the one you got the refund on, isn't it? I tried to. <laughs> and I got shut down. Thanks, Xbox. Um, yeah, here's the problem. You know, I remember playing the older Soul Calibur games, and I really liked them. I have fun with them. Um, nothing too serious, but I, I like the story. You know, and there was more live action, like kind of cut scenes and some other stuff. This one, you basically have to read a damn novel that's poorly, poorly written in between, you know, the whole story thing. And you really can't just pick your character. I mean, as far as I could tell, maybe it's just too much. There's like 15 different game modes. I don't know what any of them do. 
I tried to create a character. It was trash. Even though I see all these people putting up these awesome character creations, I can't figure it out to save my life. Um, yeah, I hated it. So <laughs> <laughs> I really, I, but you know, I, I really wanted to play as girl or Geralt and, and, and go through and kind of do like his story through the still caliber thing. And, but I, I can't figure out how to do it. So it just pisses me off. Hmm. And, you know, God damn it. I really wanted to play the game. So it sucks. Yeah. yeah. Fighters these days have tried all kinds of new things to stay fresh, I guess. And unfortunately, Soul Calibur is not selling that well. People have been talking about their sales numbers and it's just kind of like, okay. Not surprising. Yeah. It went on uh, sale like two weeks after release. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, is kind of a, a tough tell. Yeah. And uh, well, actually, while we're on the Soul Calibur topic, so 2B from Near Automata is coming to that game. And depending on when you're listening to this, he might, she might be available already for the game. She was there on December 18th. So depending on when you're listening, as of we're recording, she's not in the game yet, but she is coming as a DLC character. If you did buy the season pass, she's automatically part of that. So she's still part of the season that is included in the season pass. Um, I, I The rumor of the standalone cost, if you're not part of the season pass, is around five to six bucks. They haven't really kind of shared that information. But if you're a Nier Automata fan and if you're a Soul Calibur fan, she's now part of the universe as well. Dan, are you going to do this one? Yep. yep. Sure <laughs> shit. Because I bought the stupid gold edition or whatever it is. So I get it anyway. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Cracking me up, man. Gosh, it's killing me. And so you don't care either I love, way. On I, love, this one, I right? love near automata too. I mean, that's the thing, you know. It's yeah, you know. Damn. No, we can uh, we can move right on past me on this one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to our next story, guys. So, um, one of my favorite franchises of la- no two generations ago. Gosh, it's crazy how far this one. Yeah. Beyond Good and Evil. Um, there was some detail shared this week. So earlier in the week, there was a Beyond Good and Evil two. A developer diary that was released from Ubisoft. Um, kind of cool to see. They shared a lot more details about the game. I guess you would consider it gameplay, but it seemed like more like a, a tech demo that was kind of shared here. Got to see a little bit more about the world, space traversal, and kind of other items about the world. Um, did you guys take a look at this one? I, I, I definitely took a look at it, but um, a lot of it was just kind of really early content that I usually don't take too much to heart. Yeah, I, I I definitely checked it out. Um, it's interesting because it seems like the scope of this game is far far beyond the scope of the first one. Um, I did play the first one. I I didn't finish it. I, I in fact I didn't get that far into it. But I know it's a beloved franchise. I know we've talked about it. Um, but I like the look of it. I love the art style. Um, the characters seem really kind of uh, endearing, and I think that the exploration is really neat. You know, the um sky combat and how you can code to different uh, worlds and stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. Michael, um, is it Michael Ansel? I believe so. Yep. The the creator of it. He's um he's one of those creators in games I really love. You know, like if Ken Levine's name is on something, I'm checking it out. Uh Michael Ansel's one of those guys. If you're not aware of him, he beyond good and evil, he did the new Rayman games, uh, which were fantastic uh platformers. So I'm sure it'll have a lot of personality and heart. Yeah, I I, I I'm about the same as you, Ains. I, I played a little bit of the first one, never finished it. But I'm looking forward to this one. It looks pretty cool. I mean, the art style is fantastic. So I did not read anything about the uh, diary or anything, so I couldn't speak on it too much. But yeah, the one and the one and only negative thing that I got from the diary was that they're going to make the game a lot more um, online. Uh, as far as an online presence goes, there was going to be the availability availability for people to be on there together and playing in this big online world. Um, I'm kind of over that whole thing where you have to have everything online. And everybody has to play with you. 
Um, I like the single player story based um, uh, games a lot more than I do the online game. So I hope that doesn't take away from the story that was on the first one and you're all of a sudden playing this online massive story. Um, so we'll see how that turns out. Um, I'm hoping that that doesn't ruin the experience for me personally. I do know some people do like that stuff, but I don't. So <laughs> we'll see. Um, moving on to the next one. So if you are part of the Walking Dead Telltale uh, series fans, um, we did get some good details. The next game in the series is coming out January 15th. This is the next episode, um, also known as Episode 3, which was uh, rumored to be fa fairly far along in development when the studio of Telltale kind of went under. Um, Skybound uh, did pick up the, uh, the the game, as we all know, from a development standpoint, and Episode 3 is coming out. Uh, we've all were, we all were very excited when we heard that Clementine's story was going to be completed here, so we are getting our next episode right around the corner. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I haven't played the first two yet because I'm wanting. I was hoping somebody would pick them up, and I want to play them all together. Um, I kind of bounce around depending on the Telltale games. Um, I've played. I'm pretty sure every one of them, uh, except for like the Back to the Future. Is that Telltale? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that was the first one. I think it was garbage. That you know, before that though, I played. I played like The Walking Dead. So going backwards, not a good idea. Um, but. I love Clementine's story. I've played all the other Walking Dead ones. I've played, you know, Wolf Among Us, the Batmans, even Game of Thrones, as hard as that one was to get through. But um, I'm ready for it, man. I'm glad somebody picked them up and we get to finally finish the story, hopefully. Yeah, nice to see um, a lot of the original developers back on it, too, which was cool. Um, I think this one's only four episodes instead of five, if I'm remembering Correct. correctly. Okay. Um, so pretty cool. You know, this is uh, only less than a month away now, and then episode four will probably be right around the corner. And as Dan said, get the finished Clementine's story. I think she's one of the... Um, she's a really interesting character from this generation, uh, tying back to last generation, because... It's one of those continuous characters um, that we've watched grow up in a video game, which is really rare if you think about it. Um, and people really just love her. They feel like, you know, they have some uh, tie to her. So great that um, the people like Dan who, who love that story get to finish it. I think it's cool. Yeah, I played all of them, but um, I didn't play the most recent. Uh, so I played season one, season two. Then there was like a little bit of a spinoff um, that they had with one of the characters. I did not play that one. Yeah, and then I didn't play the uh, New Frontier, I believe it's called, mm. either. Um, so mm -hmm. I need to go back to those. But I have enjoyed them quite a bit. So my favorite Telltale game is uh, the Tales of Borderlands. It's yep. my favorite one. So um, I am happy to see this one go back and get finished. Um, by the way, that episode is called Broken Toys. So um, once again, uh, January 15th for that one. Uh, Ains, I'll let you take the next item here on Anthem, just because I know you are uh, got some early access there, if you want to share a little bit of that, but also kind of the news on what's going on with the demos. Yeah, so um, there was a closed alpha for Anthem last weekend. Me and uh, one other buddy we chat with uh, were playing it together. Well, not really together because it was kind of broken, um, but we were chatting while playing it and um, not allowed to share hardly anything on it at all, to be honest. So I'm not going to screw us there, but um, I will just simply say it's beautiful. Plays really well. I have some concerns. We'll talk more about it in the future. Uh, <laughs> uh, January 25th, uh, I think you had here, Bert, is the launch of the demo. I think that is a pre-order uh, beta date, whereas everyone will get open beta access on February 1st. Is that right? Uh, actually, a little uh, deeper on that one. So gotcha. the January 25th demo is only for the special editions if you ordered those. If you are a standard 
excuse me, a standard pre-order uh, person with the standard vanilla copy, you do not get the early access to the demo. Yeah, and uh, it's EA, and they're doing one of those dumb special editions, at least dumb in my opinion, where it's $20 more, it's 80 instead of 60 and it gives you hardly anything. You get like a little uh, early access and a, a skin, and you know it's it's kind of like they did for Battlefield Deluxe and a few other titles they've done recently. So I'll, up to, obviously, you if that's worth it. But I my biggest concern about this game, and I won't go too long, it's just the, the loot and build system. I, we've talked at length about Destiny and how shallow the end game loot and character build system is. I've never been a fan of it. My biggest hope for Anthem was that it was more like Diablo, less like Destiny. And there was an article that came out this week uh, on a site. I forget the site, but they went into a little detail from a live stream they did with BioWare. And it was promising. It, it showed a lot of variation in how you can build out your weapons and how it can tie to character builds tying to your weapons, which any good ARPG does. So I'm a, I was a little down on it um, after being really hyped after E3. Um, but now I'm kind of back up on it again. So I'm looking forward to playing the full demo and seeing what this uh, what the system's actually like. Yeah, it's a good thing I was one of those schlubs that ordered the special edition. Not <laughs> you may that. you may want to see what it, what's in it because it's yeah. not a lot. Well, I can't cancel anything apparently. Cause, you know. <laughs> oh, you do digital. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, digital can't do that. Um, for everyone else, if you are a uh, Anthem fan and maybe are interested in it, the open demo will be February first for everyone else. The official release date is February 22nd, so uh, Q1 of 2019, right around the corner. So like I said, and uh, Ain said back at E3, we were very excited on the demo that we saw what's coming, only if they can kind of launch in a uh, decent manner without a broken game, hopefully, um, then we'll be super excited about it. I mean, I, posters and everything for it. I will, yeah, I will say that the flying, you know, like it, it, it looks like you're playing like Iron Man, basically. It's awesome. It's really smooth, very fun. Sweet. Nice. Good stuff. All right, moving over to our next one. If you are a fan of the SNES and the NES classics, uh, according to Reggie fils they are claiming that they will not be restocked after the holidays. With that being said, I have been to a lot of retailers recently, and they have a ton of these in stock. So um, if you wanted to get your hands on them, you might want to get them done by the end of the year, maybe a little early at the end of the year. Um, this happened with the NES classic a while ago, but they brought it back. Um, they are claiming that is not going to happen again. Can never really be too sure with Nintendo. They said the same thing with the Amiibos. <laughs> They've all come back. So collecting is all crazy all over again. So, um, But if you did want to get your hands on one, once again, try to get them out by the end of the year. Yeah, not me. <laughs> yeah, I don't, not, not a lot to add on this one. I've got them both. You know, I'm glad I do. Uh, as you said, can't trust nintendo's word on this because they've gone back on their word many many times so yeah. uh pick them up if you want one i mean that's kind of obvious as you said i every time i go in a store now there's just tons of them they're not hard to get so um grab it and uh enjoy yourself yeah for historical <laughs> side the nes classic when it originally launched back in 2016 very very hard to get even if you tried to do the 1201 midnight order ains and i both tried and uh was very hard to get couldn't get it um, and then they didn't come out for about another year or so. Then the SNES Classic came out, hard to get again once it launched. They were all over the place come um, Christmas time. And then they relaunched the NES Classic, same exact build. There was a slight difference in the AC adapter, in case you're wanting to know what those differences are. But um, once again, you can find them anywhere. They're not really as far as a value side. They're not very collectible at the moment. 
They may be later on down the road, but um, you know, if you're into retro gaming, this is what you want to get over some emulators and other things. It's actually done really well compared to the PlayStation Classic, which we won't talk about on this channel. <laughs> and so, just one final reminder that if you pronounce it SNES, I will find you. <laughs> A lot of people do that too. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, don't be the don't be that guy. <laughs> Who the hell does that? Exactly. Uh, you'd, you'd Good question, Dan. Good you'd question. be surprised. <laughs> Should I ever heard? All right, uh, moving over to our next news article. So Metro Exodus, uh, in previous announcements and everything, they've only told us that it was coming in. Actually, originally, it was part of the fall of 2018. Got delayed to simply early 2019. We do have an official release date this week. We are looking at February 15th. February is looking like a very crowded month. But from what we have seen and heard about Metro Exodus, it is going to be a beautiful game. Hopefully the story with uh, everybody that's in that game is continuing from the previous one. And it's going to be just as good. So I'm super excited about it. It might be one of my favorite games um, to look forward to in 2019. Yeah, I, I played the one of the first two. and But I, I, I came in late. So it was one of those things where, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it was good. You know, I mean, it was kind of, you know, a rail shooter as far as I could tell. Um, I didn't get very far in it. Uh, playing on easy. Died a lot. You know, <laughs> it's so stupid. But this other one, this, you know, when, when they released the the first trailer for it, it was, it was E3 or a couple of years ago. Yeah, E3 last year. Last year, yeah. That was awesome. I mean, it looked so good. So good. And I really want to see what it can do on the on the Xbox, so. I'll probably pick it up if I haven't already pre-ordered it already, which I think I did. So yeah, it's supposed to be. I'm. I believe they've confirmed this is native 4K on the X1X, which will be beautiful. It looked uh, the video so far have looked amazing. <clears throat> it's kind of funny. We talked for months about the February 22nd release date being a monster with Crackdown, Anthem, Metro, and Days Gone, and all three other games outside of Anthem have now left that date. So yep. kind of interesting. We're getting this and Crackdown a week prior. Um, I was thinking the other day, you know, for me personally, I'm more interested in Crackdown. Um, but it, again, this is where Game Pass is great, right? Because I don't have to buy Crackdown. I can play it on the 15th. And if I want to buy a game, I can check out Metro. But I think, sadly, this will be one I kind of wait because I know once Anthem hits a week later, um, I'm going to be investing a lot of time into that. So, But it looks it looks fantastic. Yeah, if you're kind of um, unsure about Metro, it is part of Game Pass. I think both titles are on there now. They've kind of come in and out of Game Pass. It is a different kind of shooter, so it's not a simple uh, first-person shooter. You go and blow everybody away like Call of Duty. It's more methodical. Um, you have to kind of sneak into camps, do certain things. The story is very unique to past shooters, so that's one of the things I like the most about it. It's more of like a, a single-player shooter. Obviously, there's no multiplayer or anything, um, and it's very different. You have to take care of your armor, your your oxygen, everything. It's, it's really cool. And then Metro Exodus is known as a Xbox um, X1X showcase title. A lot of talk about the technical side of it the playstation pro won't be able to do um and it will be available on pc where most of its community really kind of uh, clamors to get the new one so looking forward to that one um our last uh, big news story this week is mortal kombat 11 so we did hear about it at the game awards kind of the surprise announcement slash not really surprised we did get a few bit of a leak on there what was the big surprise is that it is coming out in 2019 and not too far into 2019 so early on um, we did get the box art to kind of release this week. We did kind of have it on our, our site. Got a few hits on there to kind of show the cool side of Mortal Kombat, I guess. Um, there's a lot more details that are out for it. So Shao Kahn, if you are a fan of his as far as gameplay-wise, he will be the pre-order 
character available for you. I believe in past ones, I think Goro was a pre uh, mm -hmm. order um, character that you could get. So kind of cool to see that. There's a lot of brand new characters. There is, um, let's see, Towers of Time mode. So I believe that was also in the last Mortal Kombat, if I'm not mistaken. Um, actually, do you know Ains on that one? I, I remember right. going through some graveyard and stuff yeah. in the last Mortal Kombat, but... Yeah, so they, they sometimes have those uh, unlockables through the graveyard, like the RPG-style thing, and then they have the towers that you can attack. Um, this probably is some sort of variation on that, because the towers have been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, right about Goro. So Shao Kahn's interesting. If Shao Kahn's a pre-order character, it'd be interesting to see who's the kind of main villain in this one. Um, cool about brand new characters. And then the last thing we, we heard is that Ronda Rousey, of all people, will be voicing Sonya. I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. Yeah, one of the most overhyped people in MMA ever, who's now part of the WWE. So that's... Uh... Very strange to me. I'm not the biggest Ronda Rousey fan, but you know, I guess that's cool. They're trying to get some some B star power into the game. Um, You're being very generous with that B. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I know that when she was in MMA, she was trying to get into movies, and she wanted to be uh, Captain Marvel in the Marvel universe, and it didn't really well, get picked up. Obviously, thank God. Um, so I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, hopefully, uh, that means that they might have some good voice characters in general. So I don't know. I just think that so Sonya is one of the classic MK characters, right? Um, yeah. All the way back from the movie and Mortal One. And it's like people will obviously have in their mind whatever they think of Sonya. And I don't know if people want to reassociate that with Ronda Rousey. It seems odd to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Well, right around the corner, um, we have an April release date for that game. So um, it should be pretty fun. I, I'm looking forward to see more gameplay and, and how they're planning on doing the game differently from the previous one. And even kind of compare it to Injustice's bills and costumes and stages and stuff. So, so I did uh, one other comment. I did see someone say one of the developers, um, not from NetherRealm, funny enough, a different developer, mm -hmm. comment that they've seen gameplay and it's remarkable. In that it, you know, the trailer they showed at the Game Awards, they're like, you're going to be surprised how sharp and fluid the gameplay is compared to that trailer because it looks like almost cinematic. Um, and we will see it. They're doing a big event in London in January. Off the top of my head, I want to say January 19th, mm. which is going to show a whole bunch of gameplay. I don't know if they're doing anything prior to that. But even so, that's only a month away. So, Yeah, with Mortal Kombat 10, if you remember when that game's trailer released, it was Sub-Zero and Scorpion fighting in that forest. <clears throat> but it was like, there's no way the game will look like that. It looked pretty close to yeah. that, that trailer. So I think they might be doing the same thing again. I, you know, you mentioned the forest, too. The thing I didn't like about MKX or MK10 is they, like I said before, they really went away from some of the classic stuff. They went almost mostly new. Um, and I really hope 11 gets some of the classic characters and stages back, like give us the haunted forest and the pit with the slime pools and just, you know, reimagine that kind of stuff. And or acid pools, not slime pools. What am I talking about? And Nightwolf, right? Nightwolf. Gotta have Nightwolf. <laughs> Dan, you're, you're mega quiet over there, dude. Yeah, because I don't play Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I played, I, I can't even remember the character I used. It's the guy with the big round hat. Raiden. Nope. Nope. Oh, Kung Lao. Kung Lao. Yep. The guy with the crazy kicks. I think it was in two. <laughs> that was really the last time I really, really played. I got. I have it. I have Mortal Kombat XL. The, uh, the, the guy Sonic Fox, who we saw at the Game Awards... Uh, yeah. And I said he is a dominant fighting. He dominated uh, the Mortal Kombat Pro scene with Kung Lao uh, for yeah. a while. He's awesome. Yeah. 
cool. Yeah, that dude is ridiculous at fighting games. I don't yeah. know how he's that good at every single fighting game because they're all so different. Yep. He's actually, I think I saw he's the best Dragon Ball Fighters player in the world right yep. now, too. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Even before the game released, he was one of the main testers for the studio, and he just blew everybody away. Jeez. Okay, guys, that's our news for this week. As I mentioned, uh, news is kind of a light at this time of the year. People are preparing for the holidays. Most of the big titles have released. Um, everybody kind of goes into a dormant mode until probably January. Um, you'll still see news coming from us, obviously, but there won't be as much. If you look at our, our news this week, it's been kind of light, um, and it still has been, um, and it will be for the rest of the year, which kind of uh, tags me into my on-the-spot question for you guys. So um, with it being Christmas, Kwanzaa, whatever that you <laughs> you celebrate, my question for you guys is, did you ask for anything from your significant others or families video game based on your Christmas list that you don't already have? I bought all my stuff. <laughs> okay, you never. That's that's what I'm kind of getting at. You know, have you purchased everything, or did you no. ask for anything? No. Um, I'm trying. Let me think for a second. I don't know. Usually, my wife just you know we we go out, we buy our what we need for each other. Um, we buy our own stuff, and then we wrap it. You know, that's that's <laughs> it's just easier to do that way, and that way we know exactly what. The only thing I actually asked for gaming wise. Because uh, she wanted ideas, was a capture card, but I, yeah, you know, gotcha. so I, I texted her that information. I was told <laughs> yesterday that she lost that information, <laughs> so <laughs> I may not be getting that capture card. But maybe were you, were you trying to get the uh, Elgato by chance? Stupid All right. Mike. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Okay. There was a killer, which is unfortunate. Now it's a little bit late, but there was a killer deal for the Elgatos at Black Friday. Yeah, they were, they were almost half exactly off when I sent it to her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hell was she thinking? But yeah, otherwise she'll, she'll. I'm sure she'll get me live cards and yeah. you know credit because I, I need more of that. Yeah, we I, we all need more of that. And how about yourself? No, not not at all. Actually, um, I buy so much game stuff, and I buy mostly physical. And my wife doesn't game, so she has no idea what is up you know what's what's new and what's fresh and what have you so she doesn't bother anymore with that stuff to be honest well, probably a good call cool. yeah sorry disappointing uh answer <laughs> no yeah. well i mean we we both all of us tend to get stuff that we are a lot of times my family's like what can i get you again that's like just give me some money more than likely you're gonna get me something that i have already or <laughs> i have to return or something and gift uh, cards are good gift cards somewhere is good yeah. too Cool. Well, um, what are you guys currently playing? Um, as we're kind of telling out here, um, what are y'all playing these days? I know everybody's kind of taking a break from Red Dead, thankfully. Hey, there's no <laughs> such thing. No such thing as thankfully. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll go. I'm playing due to your guys' recommendation. I'm playing Odyssey now. Very different game from Red Dead, as we've said. Uh, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. A little over 30 hours in, as we were just talking about uh, prior to the big cast, I'm about 40% of the way through the story, which I sadly don't i'm not invested in it at all i really like cassandra i think she's a cool character but i don't um don't really care about the story so um but i like the gameplay it's fun cruising around i like the cultists and uh like hunting them down and killing them i just uh the game is a little ubisofty for me ubisoft it's uh they have a certain formula with their games that i like in a lot of ways but then sometimes i just kind of get bored with so i don't know we'll see i'm gonna try and push through and finish it uh i started below below came out on friday um 
And uh, I want to give a quick shout out actually to, to Sean Lorish. He is the co-founder of Cappy Games, um, Cappy Bar Games, and the audio director there. He's the guy we spoke with at E3, had a long conversation with on it. But uh, he actually reached out to us uh, on Thursday. I had sent him a note thanking him, and he reached back out and uh, I was having a conversation with him. So very cool to see that game finally released for those guys. Really good group of guys. If you have Game Pass, check it out. Um, I think I joked with you guys that it's not your guys' style of game at all. So I would recommend not going in. It's very dark, very cryptic. There's zero instruction. You pull up on a beach and you just start walking. You don't know where to go, what to do, how things work, nothing. Um, But for an indie game, it's beautiful and dark and cryptic and serene at times. Really cool musical score, and uh, I'm enjoying it, so... Playing a little more of that this morning. I think, uh, I don't know how long it is. I don't know anything to that length. So I think um, if I keep playing and enjoying it, I'm going to probably do a review for the site. And we'll talk about it a little more in the future, but for now I'm liking it. And then Ashen. Started playing Ashen. Um, Pern and Chip and the crew. <laughs> powering through for Backseat Gaming. I, I was telling Bert earlier, I'm kind of mad at myself that I chose it to play for Backseat Gaming because I want to play it more and now I'm handicapped. So uh, it's just sitting there on my hard drive looking at me every time I turn my Xbox on, but we'll get back to it soon. But I think it's really cool so far. Uh, I love it. Cool. Dan, how about yourself? A lot of Just Cause 4, because after all these other games I've played, it's nice to be able to play a game where I can just be dumb and not care about anything. And I just... heard something about like explosive cow butts. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, that was in 3 too, to be fair, but I can... <laughs> I, me and my kids spent about you know an hour or so putting rockets on the asses of cows and then launching them like a rocket ship wherever they went. And you can't really tell where they're going to go. They can you know you could they're, they're completely random. That's part of the fun of it. It's so stupid. It's probably one of the stupidest games I've ever played. But it's also <laughs> one of the most fun games I've played this year. Because it doesn't take itself super serious. Like, I don't even know what the story is. It's the same story that's been in the last four or three games. It's always the same. There's an island. There's a Rico Rodriguez. And then there's a grappling hook. Go do stuff. And that's basically <laughs> it. But it's awesome. And how is uh, how is Bert's voice acting in it? He's very, very good. Very, very good. He does a very good job. Um, the accent's a little bit tired. But... Yeah, otherwise, it's really, really good. Um, other than that, I played a little bit of Moss. I'm trying to finish that game. It's actually amazing. Yeah. Um, it's really, really fun. Um, and I picked up Grease, is how I'm going to say it, because it's, I'm assuming, Spanish for gray. That's what that is. Um, it's, it's a little indie game on the Switch, and it's super... There's not much to it, and I've only played a little bit, um, so I can't really speak too much on it, but it's it's interesting so far. Um, What's what it I've about? Like, what, what kind of style of game is it? It's a it's a very artsy game. I think it's more uh, story than really like any kind of platformer. I mean, it's a two D platformer, uh, but I think it's really focused on telling some kind of story, which I don't know yet because I don't know what it is. It's 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 a little bit artsy fartsy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's just do this to make it look like art. But it, but you know what they're doing? It's so far I'm really enjoying it. I, I got to a point where the whole world is black and white, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, you found the color red, and some so red would come out in the in the thing. So I'm assuming eventually you open up all of the colors, but I'm not sure exactly what's going on so far. Wow. 
but it's, it's it's pretty cool. And then Smash Brothers, and that's only a few matches. I'm just trying to get my feet wet and trying to find one of the characters I like to play as, and then I'll start really get into that. I think over the holidays. See, that, hopefully, yep. yeah. I really like that they added Joker to it. I think that's fantastic news. As I, I, I don't even, is he come out yet? What? No, he's Ains is just trolling per usual. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so serious. Anything else, Dan? And you're no. currently. Well, I'm, I'm sure there were more, but let's limit it to four. To uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, funny enough, have uh, gone back to one of my favorite franchises, and that's Darksiders One, uh, the War Mastered Edition. Um, the reason I'm going back to them is because I did ask for Darksiders Three, which unfortunately is selling horrible right now. Um, for Christmas, and that's one of the things I did ask for Christmas because people were like, is there a game that you want right now? Is there something because that's an easy buy for me? And I did request Darksiders 3, so I want to uh, play the original 2, which is with Death and War, and then play with the new character in Darksiders 3 and hopefully be up to date on it. I actually forgot a lot of the game, funny enough. And it actually looks beautiful on the X1X and the Pro, if you have each, whichever one you have that was enhanced. It runs at 60 frames per second. It's silky smooth. Um, and the story's still good there, so I, I really like that one. I did go back to Dragon Quest Eleven. I'm about seven hours into it, about six and a half, seven hours into it. Um, it's it's definitely a game that I'm kind of wondering is as we've gotten older, if we've kind of grown out of the JRPG formula that we kind of grew up with. Um, it has that feeling to where each battle is starting to feel very tiring to me. It, the story is kind of there, um, and I've heard so many good things about it, about the story being amazing, and I'm just not seeing that just yet. I just don't know where the quitting part for me is to kind of say, okay, it's just not for me. Um, I know Ains, you had kind of a similar feeling to that game as well. It is beautiful to look at, but um, I'm just hoping it reels me in a little bit more because I'll play one or two missions and then I'm immediately going back to a different game. I don't stick to it for hours upon hours like I used to when I was a kid with JRPGs. It's Um, not going to change. (laughs) <laughs> I hope something changes because I love the art style on that thing. But um, and I like Dragon Quest. It's just I don't have the feeling for Dragon Quest that I used to, which is unfortunate. Um, the other game that I've played a ton of recently is Super Smash Brothers, and I will segue into that in just a minute. But um, got to play that with some friends this week, also single player, um, and unlocking the roster. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and then lastly, our multiplayer games that just are on the cycle. So PUBG, we did try out the the new Blackout mode. Uh, that has been updated for Call of Duty. A lot of uh, Battlefield Five when we can fit that in, but um, it seems like the Battle Royale games are still interesting us um, at this point in the year, um, and they also frustrate the living crap out of us sometimes, too. <laughs> so um, that's it. Anything else you guys want to talk about currently playing, stuff that you may be starting this week or anything? Uh, I did see that Hellblade went up today hmm. on or yes, last night on Game Pass, so if you haven't played that, check it out. If you haven't, for some reason, read our review, do that as well. Um, and then I really want to get into Strange Brigade with you guys. So oh, yeah. three of us yeah. got to jump into that when we get some time. I think that'd be a lot of fun and co-op. Yep. I'm cool. done. Yeah, it should be fun. And uh, if anyone knows of any good Battle Royale game partners, please hit Bert and I up because we need some <laughs> teammates that know how to fire a gun. It would help a lot. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> little, little PSA out that, there, that, and that was not a shot at Dan. Uh, more for the people oh, no. who will never hear this podcast anyway. So yeah, yeah, our big fans. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go ahead and segue to our review of Super Smash Brothers. I'm gonna need Ains to put his microphone on mute at this point. We're not gonna have any uh, comments coming from Ains on no, this no, one. No, I've I've honestly heard nothing but good things. I'm being dead serious. <laughs> okay. 
Um, all right, so Dan and I um, did pick up Super Smash Brothers on launch date. I'm personally doing the review. Um, Dan, please jump in at any point if you need to correct me, add to something or something, because I know you're a semi-big sem uh, Super Smash Brothers fan. Um, I'm reviewing it for the site. I, my written review is up, so you guys could take a look at this as well for more detail. But I'm going to kind of mention it from a kind of short two-minute uh, spiel as to what I think about it. So um, initially, my uh, when this was announced and everything was coming out, I did have kind of some uh, lower point of views on Super Smash Bros. We did get to play it at E3, and the stages that were given to us were exactly from the Wii U version, and even the characters and roster looked identical to the Wii U version, so I was pretty let down. Um, later on throughout the year, a lot of stuff has kind of come out um, about the game. There was a developer diary that came out, and it really showed what they did to improve this game. So in a way, this is a port from the Wii U version. The ultimate name on the actual title does really explain why it's the ultimate game. So for starters, every Smash character from every Super Smash Brothers game is in the game in some form and playable. So some of the, uh, for example, some of the Pokemon are now part of the Pokemon trainer, so it's not their individual characters. You have to switch them out as the character goes through. Almost every single stage that has ever been in this game is in there, and they're all done fantastically well, which kind of makes me uh, mention the point here that the stage itself is almost a character that you're fighting with or against when you're playing. Um, with there being 60 plus characters in this game and more to come, each character is very different in the sense to where they have different things. There's three different links in the game, for example, from different games. One's from Breath of the Wild, the other one's from Ocarina of Time, and the other one's from Wind Waker. And each one of them is similar, but they have different types of weapons, they have different types of attacks, and you have to play each one very differently. So even though there's a lot of similar characters, it is not a simple button masher. Um, the game is approachable by everybody. So if you're just a kid and you only want to, uh, a, a young kid and you don't know that much about fighters yet, you can somewhat be competitive for the most part. If you are a adult and have been playing fighters forever, um, you, it is pretty deep for each character on how you want to attack everything. So that's one of the things that I like about it. It's approachable by everybody. Um, it does have a story mode, which in this one is called the adventure mode. And you kind of go through and you unlock characters that have had their spirit taken from them. And you uh, kind of go through that. Um, it is a Nintendo fanboy's dream come true in the sense to where there's everything from the Nintendo universe dating back to the original Nintendo. Um, and it really kind of shows itself in that way. Um, if I was to give this a number ranking, um, it's somewhere between an 8 and a 9 just because of the uh, amazing stuff that was put in here from a Nintendo perspective. If you don't care about Nintendo that much as far as the whole Nintendo universe and you're not really into the Smash Brothers formula to begin with, the game's just not for you. Um, it's not, they don't really revolutionize every, anything from the Nintendo uh, Super Smash Brothers world. There's not any new... Um, you know, fighting techniques or anything along those. It's literally four or five buttons that you use and the way you attack the stages and the way you unlock things, it's really a blast. Um, I did mention earlier that I did have some friends over this week playing four player. I think four player is really the max as to where you can really have a fun time in this game. If you are throwing eight player matches in there, it's just literally at that point becomes a button masher because you can't really see everything that's going on. Um, from a technical standpoint, it does look a lot nicer than the Wii U version to an extent. You got to keep in mind this is a port. Stuff has been cleaned up. Stages have been cleaned up in the background. The number of songs and stuff from previous Nintendo games and everything have been added to the game, which is really, really cool. And there's characters from different franchises, crossovers, all kinds of neat things in there, too. So um, that's kind of my review on it, guys. I will have a more streamed out technical review on our website if you want to take a look at that. Um, any questions from you guys? Yeah, you know, I, I started playing. I've only really kind of scratched the surface. 
So do you have any, maybe some tips to yeah. unlock the characters a little bit faster? Um, because yeah. that's, that, that's part of the thing, you know, for me and my kids, you know, at first you're locked into like a certain amount. I don't know if it's like 10 or something, uh, your, your basic characters, but um, as far as unlocking more characters. Yeah. So one of the cool things is the characters you start out with are the original eight from the Nintendo 64 game, which is kind of cool. Um, one thing that I would recommend is when you pick your character, change the difficulty to easy. I think it goes from one to five or something like that. Put it on one and just start playing characters back to back. There was a little trick that you could do, which is you would fight one person and then the challenger, the new person, the new character would show up in there. You'd beat that character. You'd go to the home screen, quit and come back into the game. And then the next challenger would show up over and over and over. So you could unlock the characters. With the patch that came out on Friday, they did do away with that, unfortunately. So now you Sounds have to unlock the characters the old-fashioned way. Um, do that. Uh, you can also play with your family, um, you know, two, three, four player, whatever, and the challengers still roll into that way. And the, whoever won the match that you were playing with your family plays the challenger that's coming in that may or may not join your roster. Um, a tip that I recommend to fight those people is get good with one or two players that you feel really comfortable with because the challengers can be pretty challenging at that point. Um, so that's the only thing I can really recommend. Find a stage that you really like when you're you're playing your character. Some of the stages, like I said, are insane. There's like a Mario Kart track, and there's it's from all the all the story characters in the game. Each one has their own stage, and when you go fight that challenger, they're going to be on their respective stage. So you have to kind of adjust to that. But uh, patience, take your time is all I can say, um, and just get good at one or two characters, and then once you get all the characters, then start expanding your roster a bit. Nice. So for me, um, I'm kind of curious about the story mode. You said there's like an adventure mode. Um, you yeah. start with eight characters. Um, no, the, the the story mode. You start out with one character. You start out with Kirby, okay. and you have to go through the world in a almost like a Mario Party map type thing. You go move, and you go to the next thing, and then oh. as you beat that character that has been taken over by his spirit, like the first one you come across is Mario. If you win that match, you unlock Mario to play with as well. You can stick with the characters that you've been playing. So let's say Kirby is your favorite player. You can play through the entire adventure mode with just Kirby. But you unlock the characters through there. You unlock the characters in versus mode by fighting in what is called smash mode, which is the traditional uh, mode in there. And then that's where your roster is available. In adventure mode, there's not that same roster. Is uh, Kirby the only character you play the whole time in there? Or can you switch once you unlock an adventure mode? Once you unlock a character, you can play with them if you'd like. Cool. And then... Um... Are stages unlockable too? How many stages are there? Do you know? Oof, there is literally over 60 stages in this game. Wow. Um, and they're all just massive. Um, all of them are available at the start of the game. So you can choose all of them. They're from previous Smash games. There's a few new ones. The majority that, if, if you played the Wii U version, a lot of those stages will be there. There's a few new ones, but there is a ton of stages. Some I am not a fan of at all. They're just too much going on in the stage on top of fighting. Mm. Other ones I just absolutely love. So they're they're just really, really cool. Yeah, that's not to get off topic. That's something we've seen in fighting games recently. MKX had some of that with the backgrounds are so detailed and so many things happening. It distracts you from the actual fighting. Um, are there unlockables for each character? So like if I love Donkey Kong, um, which I do, he's my favorite Nintendo character. Can you unlock different skins, outfits, anything for the characters? 
Uh, not necessarily. No, each character's come with their skins ready to go the second you get that character. Donkey Kong is one of the standard characters, so you get them. They have around eight different costumes that you can use for each character, which is kind of cool. Cool. Um, uh, Donkey Kong, unfortunately, is kind of a simple character. I think he just changes. Like, he has, like, some things on his wrist and stuff like that. Um, and I think he has one where he gets sunglasses and stuff. Uh, a good character, which is kind of uh, has a lot of different costumes, is Mario. He has like a standard Mario outfit. He's got the Odyssey outfit. He's got the Sunshine outfit, and he even has his wedding outfit that you can use um, from nice. Mario Odyssey. So there's tons of different things you can do. It definitely depends on the character because different characters have multiple costumes. Some just have very basic ones. I think uh, like Ryu has like his evil Ryu look and all his other costumes that you saw in Street Fighter. It's very loyal to every franchise that is in the game. So yeah, yeah. everything that is in there is really cool. Oh God! Why do I feel like I'm gonna end up buying this at some point? Hey, if uh, it's playable from a one-person, uh, a one-player standpoint, the adventure mode is not a traditional story mode. It's cool to go through and kind of see the RPG aspect of that, but it's not something that I would say the game sells itself on. It's more if you like fighters and if there's a multiplayer aspect that you can have, it's it's a lot of fun. It is very addictive to unlock fighters. I will tell you that, though. Um, yeah, like I said, yeah. you start out with eight and there's 60 plus characters. Um, so you're constantly like, oh, I got to play the next one and see who the next random player is going to be. Is it going to be Snake? Is it going to be Ryu, Ken, you know, Bayonetta? Are these people going to show up as my challenger? And as you get them, you try to play with them and learn their moves as well. Everybody has the same button skill set, but each person has a different way that those buttons are used for. Some are close, some are far, some are heavy hitters, some are light hitters, and you got to hit them multiple. I mean, it's, it's all very different. So, so um, one, one other question then, because this will be for me. I don't really have anyone to play locally with, which is part of the problem. My son doesn't get into, uh, into Smash. Yep. Um, multiplayer. Have you played multiplayer? I'm sorry, online multiplayer. Have you played That's online at all? Is it smooth? Is it working? What? Yeah, so me and my buddy Owen did play um, multiplayer match, us two versus two, no, three other sets of two people, so it was an eight-player um, um, match. Oh, very boy. very chaotic from there. I'd recommend, like I said, a four-player to maybe six-player max. It's working really well. You do need to have Nintendo Switch online to, in order to play it. Um, it plays really smooth, had zero issues with it. I have not tried intentionally looking for another player to go into a match with, though, which has been a Nintendo challenge in the past. Usually they just throw you in there with random people and you can't play with friends. I have been told and I have read that that has been fixed, though, so you can go in with your friends and stuff like that. So that is something that we could definitely test out. Okay. Nice. I'll need another invite to the online day. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't take it the first time? You no, said. it expired. I tried to use it. Yeah. It expired. It's only good for I'll seven days. Damn, we, we, we could test that out sometime just to kind of see how it oh, works. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, here, here's the promise I'll make. If they add Banjo, I'll buy it. I'm going back on 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 the on the the negative comments I made last week. I apologize to all those I offended. Um. <laughs> I don't know if Bandos coming. They, the director did mention that most of the third party crossovers had happened already. There's only <sighs> one or two left, so um, we'll see. By one or two, he meant Banjo and Kazooie. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cool. Thanks. So um, good info. Uh, definitely some stuff I didn't know there. And uh, as much as I've made fun of the game, it does sound like a really cool homage uh, for those people who it not is. only love Smash but love just Nintendo characters. So pretty cool. That, that is the best thing about the game that I can tell you. If you are a Nintendo lover from the 80s, 70s, it's got so much in here for you just for that. Even that being said, if you're not a Smash fan, do not think this game is going to change your mind. There's a lot of cool things that you can like have a friend bring over the cart. You'd be like, cool, that's really cool. That was fun. All right, I don't, I'm done with it. I'm going to move over to other things. <laughs> but uh, maybe I'll bring it over. Or maybe I'll, we can play with Dan's copy when, when I go visit you guys soon. 
nice. so that'd be fun to play locally if if you when you do visit we'll have to get all three of us to make a video of the three of us playing and you guys oh. can just crush me you got to bring the wife and the kids everybody we have a big massive match with everybody it'd be hilarious <laughs> basement full of people <laughs> Okay, um, we're going to move on to our favorite segment of our bidcast, and this week Ains is hosting Name That Game. So Ains, I'm going to turn it over to you. Um, you go ahead and lead us as to who's going first, etc., and we'll try our best to name that game. Let's do it. So I hope I have these questions in a good order. We will, first question incoming, Dan, we'll start with you. All right, this game is a sandbox-style game slash open world. <laughs> Shit. What the fuck? <laughs> proper challenging questions here. You gotta start broad. Gotta start broad. Slash open world. I don't know. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> that would have been a little too obvious. Sandbox style open game. Oh, open world game. Um, shit. Is it a uh, Dune? No, that's okay. a that's an obscure guess right there. Wow, that's your awesome. with us. <laughs> it released in September of two thousand and three. Oof, nope. I'm, I'm up this time, right? Okay. Yep. Um, yep. Two thousand three. So it's got to be sandbox open world. Oh crap! I don't. Um, I'm guessing this is an Xbox title. Um, I'm trying to think what the hell is that like PlayStation 2 times? Knights, Knights of the Old Republic? Nope. Great game. Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't even know. No clue. I'm going to do a hard pass. I need another clue. It had multiplayer for up to four players. Damn. Multiplayer for up to four players. Sandbox open world. Shit. <laughs> that's, that's not even. Oh my god. No clue, man. I mean, I. Fuck. I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> I'm trying to think myself. I can't remember. I can't, even, can't even muster a guess. I can't even. Yeah. I mean, I'm just sitting here like, what the fuck? That's so old. <laughs> that old Golgo 13? That was... <laughs> uh, Diablo 2. Ah, no, but oh. another great game. So, it uh, to your point earlier, and Bert, you're up first on this one, it was released cross-platform on the Xbox, the original Xbox, PlayStation 2, and the GameCube. Doesn't help at all. You really told doesn't it help. One fucking told it was 2003 already. Damn yeah, it. But that doesn't mean it came out. On, there's not a whole bunch of games that came out on all three. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you, you said it was. Because remember, GameCube right? didn't get didn't get you know all the same support that they're doing nowadays. You said it was cross-platform, but not cross-play. Okay. Well, yeah, there's not there was nothing cross-play back then. Cross-platform four-player. If it was on the GameCube, that means it was not online. Sandbox open world. PlayStation 2 also not really online. Um, shit. Man. Is, it, is this going to be one of those games where we're like, damn it, we should have known that? Uh, um, you'll get it for sure. Eventually. Uh, Elder Scrolls. 
the fuck you want me to say? <laughs> What's the last clue? It was on uh, GameCube, Xbox, and PlayStation Two. Yeah, all, all three platforms back then. I don't know, Beyond Good and Evil. I don't even know what the heck. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, we'll get easier. We'll get easier. Right. It's a game based on a license. Jesus, that's the worst question <laughs> ever. Worst questions ever. Come on. <laughs> How many, uh, how many open world licensed games were on all three systems back then? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I have no fucking clue, dude. Um, open world. I I don't know. I have no I have <laughs> idea. You guys are uh, really killing this segment. Oxen free. <laughs> Oxen free. Come on now. That's what I man. Um, Borderlands One. Can't GameCube. Really? I don't. I, I don't know. I have no idea. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. It was similar in design approach to Grand Theft Auto Three. <sighs> Whose turn is it? Is it my turn? Yeah. I don't know. Saints Row One. No. Good guess though. That wasn't on GameCube. I don't think. Good guess. Saints Actually, Saints Row Zero. 1 was Xbox 360 now that I think about it. Yeah, I know. All right, so it's based on a license on all three systems. Open World Sandbox. Open World Sandbox. Design methodology like Grand Theft Auto 3. Oh, I have an idea. I might... No, I don't actually. It's gonna... what These questions will make a lot more sense once you once you know what it is, once you get it here. The, the questions get real easy soon. Well, I hope so. I mean, it's 2003, man. It's like 15 years ago, and I've slept since then. So, um, I don't have an idea, but I don't think so. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, Saint Row Two. Oh my goodness, <laughs> you guys are killing me! <laughs> All right, it had an original story in the licensed universe that had the original writers contribute to it. Yeah, I have an idea, but Dan, you're up though. You know what? Go ahead. You're passing. I am passing to you because it's the uh, the Godfather game. Well, that was a good guess. No, good Damn guess. It! Okay. Yeah. All right. It took place. Uh, this is going to give it away. I don't really have. Oh no, no. I'll do this question instead. Sorry. Okay. It was the follow up. Who's first on this one? Bert? I am technically because Dan. Okay. Passed, it was yeah. the next game after a game titled Road Rage. Oh, no, no, I thought I had it. Nope. <laughs> uh, Road Rage, Open World, Sandbox. Jesus. Um, I thought this would be easier, guys. You, you're talking about Road Rage from like the 3DO back then? The game was titled Road Rage. That's all I could say. But you, but this is a follow-up to Road Rage, you're saying? It's the, it's the game after. It came out after Road Rage from the same license. Oh. I know what it is. Spy Hunter. <laughs> nope. Go ahead, Dan. Is it Simpsons? The hit and run game? There you go. Simpsons hit and run. Oosh. That's an open world sandbox game? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Jesus. I would have never gotten that. it from that point, but I remember Road Rage. I didn't even know it was four player online or any or four player co-op. I didn't know that. That was hard, man. Fucking Simpsons. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking uh, that these questions were going to be too easy originally because I'm like, what licensed open world game was on all three systems? There's yeah. hardly any. There's I don't know if there's any other one. Not the biggest Simpsons fan, so I wouldn't have done that. My next, my next 
clue is it takes place in Springfield. And then yeah, the last question was just simply Dolt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. All right. So Dan well, did get it at least on question eight. seven, eight. Seven or eight. Yeah, question well, eight. Question eight. So Dan is up two to one to one. I'm keep, wow. By the way, I'm keeping track of uh, our history on this as we go. Nice. That was All right, Dan. Well, congratulations on that one. You would have got it uh, in the next two anyway, so I wouldn't have got that. So. <laughs> I don't think you guys oh. even guessed a single game that was on all three systems. No. No. <laughs> but I mean, I see that, that kind of stuff, I have no clue. I mean, I, it was a game in 2003. <laughs> Thanks. That's, that's not what I heard for every single one until the end. <laughs> when I heard Road Rage. So. All right, guys. Well, thanks for playing, everybody. Ains, thanks for the challenging questions. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up our BitCast for this week. So for everybody that's listened, thanks for listening this far. Let us know if you actually guessed Simpsons um, way before we did. <laughs> I feel like an idiot at the moment. <laughs> but um, we have a few uh, bit of content for you. So if you have not watched Backseat Gaming this week, we did have Ashen, our first episode on there, where Ains took on the first boss. Um, we did have the Scuff Pro Kit for the Xbox One Elite Controller. Uh, Long-term review available on YouTube if you want to view that review. We've got some new content coming for you guys, and don't forget about the uh, Super Smash Brothers review on our site if you want to read it and view a little bit, view a little bit more of our technical aspect of the game. Uh, Dan Ains, any new content from you guys this week? So I think Wednesday, is that right, Bert? Yeah. We're going to have a video up. Um, I reviewed uh, three different Xbox uh, wireless headsets. Um, including the newest one, the Lucid Sound LS35X, that, <laughs> you know, B22C8. <laughs> just a lot of numbers and letters. Um, but check that out. Uh, my first one, so be gentle. <laughs> and how about um, yourself? Yeah, I think you mentioned uh, we're bringing a lot of new content. So we're doing BitCast on Mondays and Backseat Gaming on Fridays. And then we've got uh, videos coming on hardware and headsets and controllers and everything else. Uh, typically going to publish on Wednesdays. So keep you kind of entertained all week long. So really appreciate the people that have been uh, subscribing on our YouTube channel. And uh, to celebrate the launch of the Ashen series for Backseat Gaming, we are doing a giveaway as well. So we're giving away six months of Xbox Game Pass. And uh, with all the games that have released lately, it's a great time to jump into that would also possibly make a good Christmas present or Hanukkah present. So um, that is happening right now. You can find the details on the site. It's very easy to enter. And uh, we're going to be announcing the winner of that on Friday. So uh, check that out. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you're listening just on the podcast side, thank you for that as well. SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever that you're listening to. Thank you for your support. And we'll catch you guys next week on our next BitCast or one of our videos. <laughs>